Hello, and welcome to the Everything Publishing Podcast, brought to you by Self-Publishing Services, the industry leader in author services and independent publishing. Today, you're here with me, Melanie Callahan. I am an award-winning author with two self-published contemporary romance novellas, and I've also spent the last 20 years in the marketing industry, which makes me the marketing director of Self-Publishing Services. And I have to say, I agree with my business partner, Danica Winters, that I am super proud of the fact that our company provides outstanding customer service, and really, our bottom line desire is to be our author's advocates in this very complex industry. If you have any questions, comments, or requests after listening to this podcast, please contact us at selfpublishingservices at gmail.com. Or you can find us on social media at sp underscore services. So one of the most important questions that we can ask ourselves as writers is what do I hope to gain from my writing? It's pretty common for writers um, to hear why do you write? But that's really a different question. When you're thinking about your writing in terms of what you want to gain from it, then you're thinking about your actual goals. And if you know what your goals are, if you can kind of um, identify what you want your writing career to look like, then you can start to build a map and a timeline to get you there. You can put some structure around your writing and really make progress with it. So if you're listening to this, it's pretty likely probably that your goal has something to do with making money doing work that you truly love, which is what I like to consider the new American dream. But I'm going to save that goal for last. And first, I'm going to start with some other goals that are surprisingly common among writers, especially the writers that we work with. Through SPS, I've worked with authors across a really broad spectrum of ages and life stages and across genres. One of my favorite types of projects um, is what we've started calling legacy projects. And these are writers who have one goal, and that's to give their family their stories, or in some cases to create a book out of the writings of a deceased loved one. With a goal like this, Earnings are a pretty secondary thought if they're even part of the equation, so the focus gets to be purely on what the audience, which is a limited number of folks that are in the family, get out of the work, which is great because it shifts the focus away from what I would consider the marketability of the book, so we don't have to worry about what's hot in the genre or what covers should look like or any of those things, and we can strictly focus on the work itself. So a lot of times this type of work um, takes the form of a memoir or autobiography, but we've also seen people come through with fiction or poetry that their loved one has written that they just want to put out into the world for their family. And that's really the finish line for these projects is putting the end result into the hands of the family. So there's a huge relief that comes with just being done. So you can see that if you know your goal is to leave a legacy for family, your focus will be on different parts of the process. And your timeline is based on when you want to hand it over, essentially. So I just talked to a new client and it was a really funny conversation. She wants to give her get her memoir ready to give to her kids and grandkids at Christmas so that she doesn't have to figure out what to buy them for presents. And I love that. I think it's hysterically funny. Um, I wish my parents would do that for us. We don't need more stuff, but I would sure like to know their stories. 
Now, this isn't to say that you can't put a legacy project out there and potentially make some money with it. We have had several authors do that. But when you're going into it, just be clear from the beginning what your goals are. Because if you are writing something in, in the vein of a legacy project, something that um, is a really personal kind of experience, and you want to put it out there for money, then you're going to have to take into account some of the marketing factors. And that may change the shape of your work and the scope of the project just a little bit. Another goal we see that often puts the financial gain in a secondary position are people who have had some kind of experience that they want to share. So this is like a message for the world. Um, this is These are people that have um, waged a battle and won or waged a battle and lost. And either way, they feel like their story could help other people. Sales are good for these folks, but mostly in the sense that they're reaching a wide audience and hopefully leaving a mark. So we've worked with authors who have had near-death experiences or revived from death experiences, fought serious medical battles, lost loved ones in really tragic ways, worked in the trenches of various social causes and have really seriously considered how to truly make a difference in those areas and want to share those, those um, experiences, and just generally navigated some of life's toughest courses and come out with valuable knowledge. So when I'm working with an author whose goal is to change someone's life, the focus is really on the strength of the message within the writing and within the packaging of the book. This includes the cover, the marketing copy, and all of that. The timeline typically goes beyond just producing the book and gets into the focus on how, it, how to get it out to people who will benefit most from its message. And this kind of coincides with another goal that we see from some of our clients. And these are people who write a book to round out some other collection of their business offerings. So they have a message for people, but the book is just one way that they're speaking to folks. So if you can imagine a physical therapist who specializes in women's sports medicine, and this person could write a book about the most common sports injuries for female athletes, and how to avoid those or how to treat them. They might do a speaking circuit and offer consultation to teams and of course provide physical therapy at their facility. So writing a book just gives them broader exposure. It shifts the goal um, to making sure that everything about the book establishes or enhances their credentials. It's part of a branding package that's probably already been established through other channels. And so we focus on voice and consistency with other materials that are already existing. The timeline is likely driven by some kind of outside event related to other parts of the business. Um, they may have a, an event that they're going to or a very specific reason to get a book out at a certain time. Or it's just kind of like the last stage in building their platform. So these are all examples of people who are driven, at least at first, by a single project. They may have more than one memoir or more than one how-to book, um, and I don't want to imply that they can't continue writing in the same vein or with similar additional books, but most often projects like this are tied to a really specific end date, and once they've completed the book, they move on to something else, and that's great. But then... The other half, you might say, or more than half, 
are the people who write because they love to write, because they've been writing for ever since they first picked up a crayon, and because they envision themselves as authors and they want that to be their career. And this is me. This includes myself and both of my business partners. We all see that as part of our um, trajectory in life and we recognize it when people walk through the door with a book that they are passionate about and have spent so much time on. It's awesome. I love working in this part of the industry, but here is where it gets complicated and where we really, really strongly encourage authors to do a lot of soul searching and to really define clearly what their goals are for their career, their writing career. Because, unfortunately, being an author is not just about writing. In fact, writing a book, no matter what your goal is, isn't just about writing. It takes a lot of footwork, it takes preparation, it just, it really takes a lot of detail to make sure that what you're writing is going to help you accomplish your end goal. So if you go into it without knowing what you're doing, or the reason, I guess, that you're doing it, you're not going to get there. You're going to, you, there's a higher likelihood that you're going to be disappointed by the outcome. I personally really want to be the kind of writer that just writes and also takes the summer off and maybe a month around the holidays and still manages to churn out a couple good books a year. <laughs> um, but that's not really reality, not with the current state of the industry. We'll get into more of that in a future episode, and I think Danica hit on it in our first episode. But what I'm going to say about being an author is that it is a job. It's a job that requires a lot of hours, a lot of hard work, dedication, and it may not pay very well, especially at the beginning and, and maybe not ever, depending on what expectations you come into it with. It's certainly not going to pay well if you don't put real thought into what you want out of it and real time and effort into a plan to get you there. You have to ask yourself really serious questions. If your goal is to make a living as an author, the first thing you need to ask is, what does it mean to me to make a living? How much money do I need to be comfortable? How much money do I need just to survive? How often do I need to get paid? Can I manage my finances when my income is incredibly variable? These are issues that crop up. You know, we all have that vision in our head of if you're a traditionally published author, you sign a contract with a publishing house and they hand you over a check and you've got a nice lump sum sitting in your bank account and you just get to sit and happily write away. That's not reality. I so wish it was. Um, if you're an indie author, it's even more variable, you know, at least with a traditional publishing contract, you get paid and you get paid on a specific schedule. With indie, you get paid on a specific schedule, but it is all dependent on how many books you sell. So there's, there's a lot of thinking to do about what are your bottom line expectations in terms of finances for being an author. Here's another biggie. How do I handle negative feedback? You're going to get rejection from publishers or agents. Um, that's just part of, especially if you're trying to go traditional, everybody knows that that's a thing and you learn to accept that. You are also going to need to take constructive criticism from editors. 
because that is critical to succeeding with your books. You need to find an editor that you trust, that w knows how to edit for the industry and specifically for your genre, and you need to listen to them and you need to be willing to take that feedback. And then there's the other part, which are the really not nice reviews that you're going to get. People are going, people get crazy about the tiniest things. They will make unkind assumptions about your intelligence because of a missing comma. And they'll say mean things to you because they don't like your characters or your plot or your setting or your cover or whatever. You need to channel your inner Taylor Swift and shake it off. Those are the people you don't listen to. I mean, unless they're offering truly constructive criticism, for the most part, the reviews, you just have to jet out the window. Don't listen to them. Because so many writers, and this is another topic I think we should get into in a future episode, writers, I think, by and large, tend to struggle with, uh, let's just blanket statement, call it mental illness, depression, anxiety. You know, there's a lot of baggage that comes with, for whatever reason, the writer mentality. And so you need to prepare yourself as a writer to manage your ability to deal with the negative feedback. So think about this. How self-motivated are you? Can you set deadlines for yourself and stick to them? If you're a traditional author, you have to follow the deadlines set forth in your contract because if you don't, you will not be a traditional author for long. Publishing is a business and publishing houses need to know that the writers that they are paying are going to produce in a timely fashion to meet all of their internal deadlines. If you're an indie author, bottom line, you need to produce. The talk in the industry right now is about volume. It's a numbers game. A lot of people are going to tell you that you need to write six or seven books a year to make a living. And I don't think that's necessarily true. Um, but certainly you need to produce because I'm not going to lie. It's pretty much always about your next book, not the one you just released. So can you handle that kind of pressure? Can you set a schedule and stick to it? Do you have more than one book in you? Most of us do. I think that's not typically an issue. But be thinking in terms of your long-term outlook. It's all about production, regular, consistent production, whether that's seven books a year or two books a year or even one book a year. You can do, you know, plenty with that as long as you are doing the rest of the job that comes with it to build your audience. Speaking of the rest of the job and building your audience, how are your interpersonal skills? This is a big one. Um, and again, a lot of authors, authors in general, get that rap as being introverts and not being great in, you know, group situations. I certainly feel that way. I don't love uh, the intensity that comes with being out in large groups. But as an author, there are times when you're going to be expected to be there. Um, whether that's conferences, a lot of authors will show up to conferences and either teach classes or do signings, stuff like that. And that takes a lot out of you. So can you prep yourself for that? Can you accept that? Or do you need to plan around that? If you're really not game for that, figure out a way around it. Um, I like podcasts. <laughs> I can sit and talk to a microphone and pretend like everyone around me is laughing at my silly jokes. 
Um, there are ways around it, but truly keep in mind that that's a part of the puzzle. Here's one, and I probably should have addressed it um, back when we were talking finances. How much money are you willing to spend? How much do you currently have to spend? So this is a hard one because people tend to think of writing as kind of like jogging. You know, anybody can go jogging. All you need is a pair of shoes and a place to, to go. It's practically free, right? It's all up to you to get better at it. I'd like to say the same for writing, but the reality is you're going to need help. And you're going to have to pay for that help if you want it to be uh, the kind of help that actually helps move your career forward. You need to be willing to invest. Think of it as an investment in your work. And you need to be willing to make that investment. These are the things that we always say to authors. The two most critical things to spend money on, especially with your early books before you have built a huge platform of readers, is your editing. You need a professional editor. And not just an editor like an English teacher who can spot, not just a proofreader, right? Like not somebody who's just spelling, grammar, and punctuation. You need an editor who understands the industry, even better if they understand your genre in particular, and can help you strengthen the weak parts of your book because nobody writes a book that doesn't have weak parts. You're going to want to pay for that. The other thing you're going to want to pay for is your cover. And the reason is, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. If you go look at any bookshelf anywhere for any store ever, the covers are what people see first. That whole don't judge a book by its cover thing is great when you're talking about human beings, but garbage when you're talking about actual books. So these are things that you're going to need to invest in. You should also consider investing in your own skills. Take a class, uh, go to conferences, network with people. These things all cost money. Do you have a budget? Do you know how much you are willing and able to spend? And can you be okay with that? I'm not saying that you have to spend a fortune on these services, because you can. You can do it on a shoestring, but you do have to be serious enough to want to invest in what you're doing. So there's like a million more questions we could get into if your goal is to be a full-time author. But I'm going to end on this last one because I think it's the most important and it's the one that you should spend the most time thinking about first. And this is why. Why do you really want to write for a living? I think the default setting for a lot of us, myself included, is that we have this vision of being able to do this thing that we love, that we have always loved, we love to write, we love to read, and just loving every minute of it and, and watching the money roll in, right? You put it out there, they will read it, and we'll get paid for it. Are you okay with the fact that that's not reality? Can your goal, your goal can still be to live that life, but you really need to take into account the actual actions that go along with it. You need to think about the rest of the job. It's not just that beautiful romantic picture of sitting down and letting the story flow from your fingertips, which is also really funny because I've never had a story flow it's more like there's a serious blockage in the pipes somewhere. The other thing I will say 
that we run into sometimes are people who look at this as purely a money game. Like, ah, my English teacher told me that I'm pretty good at this. I see a lot of people making money. If I just crank stuff out, if I just throw it out there, it's a great, easy, fast way to make money. Um, <laughs> you have to write good content. Yeah, there are going to be some people out there who can just crank out stuff and make money doing it. Um, best of luck. I'm glad to see that works for some people. For the most part, though, you have to put kind of your heart and soul into your books. So why? Why are you doing this? What really are your end goals? Now, I can't answer these questions for you, obviously. You're going to have to dig deep and be realistic. One thing I can guarantee, though, is that if you don't put serious thought into your goals as a writer, you're not going to accomplish them. So spend the time, do your soul searching, and get specific. Where do you see yourself in a year, in five years, in ten? If writing is part of that vision, awesome. Let's get prepared to do some really hard work that we are really going to learn to love. If you have enjoyed this episode of the Everything Publishing Podcast, please reach out to us at selfpublishingservices at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media at sp underscore services, or you can check out our website at selfpublishingservices.com. We'd love it if you'd stick around. We have lots more episodes planned, and we'd love to get to know what you want us to cover. Have a great day, and I wish you productive writing.